this T-Sport 200 betting picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a lead pipe locking for Parlay Player props. Go to parlayplay.io and use promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus today. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. We have arrived to the first truck race in what feels like, God, Cody, it's been uh, pretty, it's been almost a month since the trucks have taken the track, and they will return this week to start the playoffs. They will be. Oh, you saw. Damn it. I I was going to say. Oh, man. That's payback. We should rehearse the show, I guess. No. You got me here. I was going to say, playoffs? We're talking about the playoffs? We're talking about the playoffs. That's oh, payback man. for getting to the dock first, man. Uh, I swear I to God, guys, listen, it is a mad dash to the dock now to try to get our picks in. It's whoever gets there first, because I don't know if it's because Cody and I have been working together for too long that we know each other's tendencies, but it's just we, like... We've taught each other how each other bets, and we've formed it into one. We just bet the same way. It was funny uh, because, yeah, I, I knew that you were on Derek and, and Phil's show over on the NASCAR betting preview show. Uh, go check that out. The truck series episode. I was supposed to be on there. Sad that I was unable to make it, but we missed I you. wanted to listen to that this morning when it dropped. So I wanted to get all my bets filled out first because I didn't usually I try to listen to stuff after I've placed my bets. That way I'm not influenced. And the whole time I'm just like, oh, yeah, agree with that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's exactly what I was thinking. And the, so I knew that uh, I knew that I was definitely going to have some bets stolen from you. But uh, it's always a good thing. I, a lot of times our our podcasts come out around the same time. And so I'll listen to theirs. And Derek, he's always texting me and be, you know, we'll, we'll text back and forth. And be like, oh, man, we agree on a lot this week, which is always a good thing when you find out those guys are on the, the same page as you are. Well, and it's funny, too, because, again, as I was getting... But, it, you know, it made me dig a little deeper. So thank you, Cody, for that, because it made me sort of dig into the books a little bit deeper than I probably would have uh, if it weren't for the fact that you took every single bet I wanted to give out on this show. But um, I'm pretty sure you guys talked about almost every one of these bets that I had put in there. And like, and I did it before. I put it, filled it out beforehand. So, you know, and yeah, it's, uh, so I love it. And I love... I'm really big on one guy that I'm not usually big on this week, and uh, you guys were were in unison as well. So uh, I really like that. 
Yeah, and listen, so this this uh, truck race, obviously, like we said, it is the start of the playoffs. Then the postseason begins now, so you're going to start to see these uh, these drivers that are in the playoffs right now start to do things a little bit differently than they would have had they tried to get into the playoffs. And, of course, now it's a short track. So, I mean, this is like a great way to start the first playoffs round because there's going to be beating, there's going to be banging, there's going to be tempers, there's going to be all kinds of stuff going on. Obviously, they are at the Indy, uh, the IRP, right? The Raceway Park that's not necessarily part of where the big boys are at right now. They're they're off on their own in Brownsburg, Indiana on the .6-mile track that's out there. So they get a little bit different of an of a experience this weekend. But, again, it's all racing, and all of these guys are going to be by themselves, so the Cup and Xfinity guys aren't going to be there. Um, it's just going to be a, a knockdown dragout toward the end of this season. Yeah. Okay. You want to hit news quick, and then we can finish setting it up. Yeah. Sure. Let's or, go. Let's yeah. hit news. So a couple, a couple news things. First of all, fun fact for the day: uh, SVG has attracted twenty nine point seven percent of the handle oh at BetMGM for Sunday's Cup race. Uh, that's a lot of people that are not listening to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. We deeply apologize for your loss in advance. Uh, numbers like that just make me feel like he's going to wreck like the first turn, and then. Uh, it's going to be just, you know, there, there's nothing <laughs> he's going to, he's going to wreck out so quickly because everyone and their brother is on him. Uh, so interesting, but, um, Noah Gragson asked for his release from legacy motor club to end the saga legacy motor club, uh, granted that request. So he is no longer a driver for legacy. He is, is now a free agent. Um, he made a, a statement. I have asked Legacy Motor Club to release me from my contract so I can take time to work through the NASCAR reinstatement process. I love racing. I'm looking forward to a second chance to compete for wins at the highest level of NASCAR. Uh, and most importantly, make my family, my team, and my fans proud of me once again. So that was a statement from Noah Gregson released. Um, so he is no longer a part of the 42 car. Obviously, we know Mike Rockefeller is going to be in there the next two weeks for the road courses, which makes perfect sense. Then we've speculated on on a few different drivers that could potentially take that ride over for the rest of the year. I would imagine within the next week we'll probably find out who will who will fill in that uh, that car for the rest of the year. Uh, you know, maybe it's even a guy, uh, somebody I thought of, Ryan Newman. Maybe somebody like that steps back in. You know, Matt Kenseth came back after um, uh, was it, he was after Larson was suspended, right? He came back in and filled in the forty two car. Forty two. Something about that forty two car, I guess, but. Uh, just yeah, some, something that, that I thought was pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, I think that's that's basically it for for any major news for today. So nothing too crazy. But uh, probably could take a break and then uh, get get set up for the playoffs, Rob. Yeah, we can get set up for the playoffs. But I will also say that uh, if Jimmy Johnson does decide to come back, this might be a good opportunity for him to sort of drive through. I know that it's probably the last thing on his mind, but. Uh, I think that that possibility might be there as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it would make sense. He's he's one of the owners, right? Uh, he's you know I don't know what the sponsorship deal is. If if any of those sponsors are wanting to stick around with Gregson gone, if they're leaving too, he's already got sponsorship, you know. So I, I don't know. It would be interesting to see him just jump in that car and f finish out the rest of the season. I'd love to see it. Love to see what he could do in it, since obviously we know that that Noah hadn't done much in it. So uh, yeah, we'll see. We will definitely see. 
But you'll also see everything that we've got to offer if you join the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon, which I highly encourage that you do sign up for the Patreon. You're going to get exclusive access to all our contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest, with a $1,000 first place prize. Besides season-long contests, they also have weekly contests just for the Patreons. And you get a monthly SGP Stories podcast, which is a completely ad-free, full of behind-the-scenes stories from SGPN. You even get your own special Discord just for the patrons. Only you, friends, can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part. Sign up today. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. So, yeah, again, that's that's really what's happening. That's the whole plate of it. I, I, who knows where he's going to end up next season. And and look, if if they work something out, maybe he does come back to the 42. Maybe they do reconcile. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen, but... I, I, I would put that at a 0.0.1%. Well, no, now listen, because... <laughs> you never say never, Rob, You never but. say never. And and really, why? Because they, they let him go. I mean, they... I, I get the wording and I know that the semantics of it all. Believe me, I'm a PR guy. I know I know how to spin things, but eh, you know he was already out the door, and that's the thing. Like I think that's why it was made this all just so much easier for everybody. He was going to be out anyways. Yeah. Let's just part ways. Let's let's call it good here. He can go do the you know NASCAR's got got classes he's going to have to take and requirements he's going to have to fulfill. He can he can rehab that, take time off, work on himself. And then hopefully he'll be back next year. Uh, you know, so we believe in second chances, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And we've seen how you know it's it changes people, and and uh, hopefully he'll he'll take that time and and get get the help he needs and and figure everything out and then come back and be a successful driver. And I hope we see him in a top tier Xfinity Series ride because then we can bet on him a lot next year because he made us a lot of money last year and and he was really freaking good in that series. So I'd love to see it, but uh, I don't think we've seen the last of Gregson by. Any means, way too talented of a driver, and uh, I think he will bounce back. I agree. Growth is important. Uh, speaking of growth, the actually amount of trucks after the next couple of weeks will shrink uh, as far right. as the playoffs are concerned. So uh, we are talking trucks. It is, like we said, the T-Sport 200. They will be running 200 laps around this 0.686-mile paved track for a total of 137.2 miles. At the Lucas Oil Inter or <laughs> Lucas Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park uh, in Brownsburg, Indiana, but then there's a Clem- uh, Claremont, Indiana, so it can't make up its mind. So we're just going to say close to Indianapolis. We'll just go yeah, with that. <laughs> it, I'm not, but, but they, you know, I love to give the, the little cities their opportunity That's to right. shine. That so. is true. Yes. Um, yes. Um, it will be live pit stops, even though they're not technically with the Cup Series. They're in the vicinity right there, so the, the teams are able to travel over there. This race is Friday night. Gives them plenty of time to get back over to the Indianapolis road course for Saturday for Xfinity and Sunday for the Cup Series. So that will not be an issue. Um, let's see. There is 39 trucks entered, 36 spots available. So uh, obviously three three trucks will not be making it. William Swalich is going to be back in the number one car. Young kid. I believe he's only 16 years old, I want to say. Uh, very up-and-coming talent in a good truck. He's uh, a guy that's had some pretty good runs. Lane Riggs, son of Scott Riggs, if you're uh, a longtime NASCAR fan, used to drive the 10 car back in the day in the Cup Series. Um, he's going to be entered. Greg Van Alst, he is uh, actually going to be filling in the 20 car the rest of the truck season, so he'll be in the 20 car. Um, SVG is going to be making his first 
oval start. Attempt. I believe this is his first attempt. attempt. Oh, I think that car is likely locked. In, yeah, I think it is too. We'll see. It's a 41 Nice truck. He's going to have a truck rather, but yeah. 41 Nice truck he's going to be in. Uh, I don't think we're, I should probably look at your bets, but I don't think we'll be talking about him. There is no, uh, <laughs> no head to heads against him, which is unfortunate. If there is head to heads against him, I don't care who it is. I will be betting against him. This is going to be his first ever. I believe this is his first ever oval start on a paved surface. He's run a couple of sprint car races. And then growing up back in the day, he ran some legend cars and stuff like that. But as far as his, in his, you know, grown up professional career, not an oval guy, the truck series in the playoffs on a short track. Again, everything I, you know, again, I don't hate the guy. I hate to be hating on him this weekend, but there's just, it, it needs to be said, do not bet on SVG in this truck race. Uh, and this, this is an oval race too. It's not. This, I, somebody I had seen uh, somewhere had posted something about uh, 27 to 1. I got on him to win the truck race. And I'm like, you know, they're racing at an oval, right? And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, you got to pay course. attention to where, uh, where we're racing at before you place your bets. But that's okay. I'll tell Anyways, you. I'll uh, tell you, too. And I said this on the on the uh, betting preview show with, with Derek and Phil, too. It's like, listen, you know, and we talked about it a little bit, too, on the other show. It's It's not as if... These guys now, he's not a, a surprise to them anymore. It's, there's no, uh, he, he, won a, he won a race. Now everybody's like, okay, well, now we know that he can drive, so now we're not going to cut him any corners. And like you said, this is, this is a short track. This is, these are the trucks. These guys get physical on two-mile ovals. Like These guys really get physical when it comes to their short track racing, and nobody's going to give him any sort of, especially guys racing for the playoffs. I mean, no, this yeah. this is a hostile environment that he's going into. There's nothing about this that's going to be kind to him. It's the Monday's recap show is going to go one of two ways, Rod. I know. <laughs> Either I'm going to be gloating heavily about how much I hated SVG, or I promised a uh, red public apology if he does win the race. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But either way, tune into the recap show and check that out. The other two notables on the entry list, Jack Wood back in the 51 for KBM, Connor Jones, Back in the 66, another very young kid uh, for Thor Sport. So that is that is your entry list. Uh, so we got 10 drivers, seven races. They're going to go through two rounds of three, I believe is how this works. So we have Lucas Oil Raceway Park, which is where we're at this weekend. The Milwaukee Mile, Kansas Speedway. Kansas Speedway will be the cut round. We'll go from 10 to 8. And then uh, it'll be three races there. Bristol, Talladega, the ultimate wild card, and Homestead. That will cut us down to the championship four drivers, and we'll go from there. So uh, it's uh, it all starts this week. They reset everyone's points. You go down to 2,000, and then you're awarded the playoff points you've earned throughout the season. So you want a race, you got five playoff points. You want a stage, you got one playoff point. The winner of the regular season title gets 15 points, second place 10, and I think third place gets five is how they awarded that out. But it's reset. Corey Heim is the leader. He has a 30-point cushion or 30 points total, I guess. He's got uh, 2,030 points. Zane Smith is eight points behind him. Carson Hosevar, nine points. Then it's Ekis, Enfinger, Majeski, Rhodes, uh, and Sanchez. Sanchez is 25 points behind Corey Heim. So basically, Corey Heim has a 28-point cushion that he carries through these next three races. And if he makes it to the next round, it will reset. He'll have those 30 points, plus any additional points he's earned in the meantime. If he wins any races, wins any stages, those will get added on as well. 
Um, so De Benedetto and Crafton are two currently below the cut line. They are tied with two points, basically, and three points behind Nicholas Sanchez. So, uh, yeah, this is it. It's crunch time. It's go time. A couple of short tracks in a row here. This race, under the lights, Friday night. It was wild last year. It's going to be wild this year. Then we're going back to the Milwaukee Mile, another shorter track, uh, and then Kansas Speedway, where we've had such great racing lately. Uh, super pumped up for that. It's, uh, yeah, playoffs are here, Rod. Start all starts for the trucks this weekend. I'm excited to break it down. Yeah, I, I really can't wait either. Obviously, we know that it's only a day away for us now as we record this today on Thursday. Uh, so, yeah, man, can't wait to break it down. So let's do that. Let's break it down. But let's tell you first about Parlay Play. We're brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a great way to get down on your favorite Parlay Player props. Football season is right around the corner. And I think as we record this on Thursday, there is some other form of foot. I don't know whatever it is. But Parlay Play has got all your favorite props coming to them soon. Parlay Play is available in a ton of states, including my home state of California and possibly yours in Texas. Plus, our good friends up north, you get Parlay Play too. It's available in a bunch of provinces in Canada. When you sign up with our code, you're going to get a sweet bonus to get started. Plus, you can just use it for all those sweet, sweet baseball and football parlays that are going on right now. And we'll press them. We'll get some NASCAR in there as well. Head over to parlayplay.io. Use the promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. It's parlayplay.io. Promo code SGP. Feel like we need to be the banner carriers for NASCAR on these apps. We need to we need to press them yeah, hard to get uh, them. It's already been submitted to the bosses. Good. I said uh, let's get some. Let's tell them to get some NASCAR on there. So I think Sean is going to reach out and then try to try and try and get that rolling. Because hey, Friday's DFS show. We can throw we can throw some plays in there. But uh, I, I am going to be logging in for that anyways because NFL. I love the NFL. My Patriots are playing right now as we record this for the preseason. I don't care enough to watch that. But <laughs> have they won the Super do, Bowl yet already? I do. I, they've won six of them, Rod. Actually, no, no, no. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, did they win it today? Is that is that yet today? But uh, yeah, but uh, uh, CJ Stroud got picked off on like a second pass attempt, so he's done. He's already out of the <laughs> league. They they cut him already. It's just, it's crazy how much people. Uh, it's like I just I hadn't even seen anything. It's like. Oh, horrible start for CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud in and over his head. I'm like, I look, he's two for four with an interception. I'm like, it's his first NFL game action. Like, give the guy a break. Jesus. Uh, but anyways. All right, Rod. Should we get into the bets? That's what the people are here for. They are here for bets. Let's go ahead and get to the bets for this T-Sport 200 from the IRP. A guy that has made us a lot of money in the last couple of races. Carson Hosovar. Top five over on Caesars Rod, plus money still, plus one ten for Carson Hosovar. What? By the way, too, no Cup Series guys in this race. Forgot to mention that. No Cup Series guys the rest of the season. Once the playoffs are here, not allowed to enter. I, I know that uh, that Derek tried to get you on a technicality there. He did. Said too. that SVG is the Cup Series guy, <laughs> not a Cup Series guy. He's the Australian Super Eight guy that's in there. Also entered into the Cup race, not a Cup guy. But uh, anyways, technicalities, whatever. Eh. So uh, top five, Carson Osovar, plus 110 over on Caesars. Led 34 laps in this race last year. Um, if you go back over the last five true ovals, so I'm taking Pocono out of there. It's a triangle. And the road course at, uh, where they go, Road America. Uh, taking those two out of there, the last five uh, oval races, top fours in all of them, Rod, four 
four top four finishes, two of those being wins, including last Michigan or at Richmond, rather, where we hit him at uh, was it ten to one? I think very good day for us there. Uh, you go back to six of the last seven, and it, he's been inside the top five. Um, and man, he just everything is going right for Carson right now. It's almost like a switch flipped, right? And he was on door bumper clear a couple weeks ago. They were talking about to him about how he he had to change his mentality. You can't win every race. You got to be smart. It's been a completely different driver. Things are falling into his lap now. He's got three wins this season after coming so close so many times last year. Things have been going well for him. He's in the playoffs here. He's looking to make a run to get to that championship four. He's looking. Rumors are flying. The 77 Spire car potentially going to be his next year. Some other cup rides. Maybe he's in the JRM Xfinity car. Either way, he's moving up next year. Wants to continue to show off for that. All he has to do is finish inside the top five here. Should be fairly easy for Mr. Hosovar. So give me top five plus 110 over on Caesars. I Well, as you, if you listen to the betting preview show, we are definitely uh, in on Carson Hosovar this week. And, and you're absolutely right. A plus money. I, I don't understand what they were thinking. I will take it, though, because uh, at plus 110, that is that is fantastic for a guy who is going yeah. to finish some, in the top five. Some of this stuff just baffles me, too. I'll have to pull it up, but Ty Majeski is the favorite for this race, uh, yes, to win is. this race. He His odds are at... Plus 350, right? What is up? Okay, Caesars, if you listen... Oh, they fixed it. Goodness gracious. Because earlier when I was looking, they had adjusted everything. Maybe they still did. No, they fixed it. Oh, thank God. Earlier, everything was sorted by the name and not by the odds. Oh, yes, they did that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I was Ooh. like, what? Well, no, please. It's been fixed now. It's not that yeah. way anymore. So thank you for that because it's ridiculous. But a guy like Ty Majeski, minus 500 to finish in the top five. And trust me, we're going to be talking plenty about him as the show goes on. But then to just get down to Carson Hosevar, and he's at such a, at plus money, like it's crazy. So yeah. I love it. Give me Carson Hosevar, top five. Uh, this this is is my favorite bet to lead the show off with. Yeah, and and about that that uh, Caesar's thing too. It's like walking into a house and having all your furniture rearranged. I was like, <laughs> "Where is the couch?" I'm like, uh, "I said I don't know what's going what's on." What's going on here? <laughs> I I know to scroll for names. I'm sure, but like I was like, "This right. is not comfortable. I don't want to no, do this." That's not, no. Please don't give it to us in order. Let's keep it that way. Thank you for changing it back. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Because uh, for me, trying to find this Matt Crafton top five was getting a little bit hairy there. Uh, I was like, "Oh man, where are the C's? I don't know what's going on." Uh, but I will say that my first bet is a Matt Crafton top five. This is a name we don't bring up very often on this show. Uh, so, you know, other than maybe talking, because the thing about Matt Crafton is that when you talk about trucks odds, like we don't get top tens, which is a good place for Matt Crafton to bet on top tens or in a few head to heads. We very rarely get any tempting head to heads with Matt Crafton this week, though. They did give us five to one for Matt Crafton to get a top five in this race. I will go on to say now, we didn't bring this up earlier, but this is only the second time that they've been back since 2011 on this track. It's been a very long time since they've been on this track, and, and they brought it back last season, and this is the second reiteration of this. Matt Crafton is the only driver on this track coming up on Friday night that will have been raced at that race the last time they were on this track in 2011. That's it. Johnny Sauter is not racing this one, but he would have been another one as well. But yeah, Matt Crafton is the only one that has seen action since the last time they did it before the, well, they brought it back last season. So that tells you how long this dude has been around uh, this this series. So on this track, he's got 12 starts, nine top 10 finishes, three top fives. 
all of them, well, most of them in the 88. He did have one in the six truck uh, for, for Kevin Harvick way back in the day. But uh, over the last three times that he's been on this track, in 2010, he had a third place finish. In 2011, he had a sixth place finish. And last year, he had a ninth place finish. But last year in this race, this wasn't part of the playoffs. So, uh, oh, it was actually part of the playoffs. Um, but even still, uh, he did fight his way up into a top nine position. So, uh, you know, again, a top five for, for Matt Crafton. At five to one, I feel like it's actually not that bad of a, of a chance to take. You look back at what he's done on short tracks this season. Fourth on Bristol Dirt. I know it's dirt. You can't necessarily say much about that. Um, a seventh at, Norks, at North at North Wilkesboro. Jesus. But Kyle Larson was in that too. So you kind of take him out of the mix. Could bump him up another position to sixth. A better run. Could take him into the top five. That's fine with that as well. Um, and then Richmond <clears throat> last week was a seventh place finish. Right? So to me, he's been running well at these short tracks. And, and I can see... Uh, with him being in the playoffs and being hanging on at the very last rung of the playoffs. That team needs to swing, right? They need to be able to, to either win this race or have a really solid finish with great stage points in between to make it to the next round. So they're not going to be trying to play it safe. They're going to be going at it. And a Matt Crafton that's going to go at it on these short tracks, he's already proven that he's been in and around that top five. I think this is the week where he breaks through. And I love, like I said, the number itself is reason enough for me to go after this at five to one. It's one of the better top five numbers that's out there. Yeah, uh, I think you just, I want to stop real quick. You made a really good point there. Going for a win. We didn't mention that as the playoff setup. If you win, automatically into the next round. So it doesn't matter what happens the next two races. As long as you start them, you're into the next round. You get the five bonus points for winning the race. Very important for these playoff guys to win. It can solve all the problems for this round. You can start looking at the next round. Once we get to the next round, even more important, because if you win, you're locked into the championship four and you can get that head start and start looking ahead already. Um, and you look at a guy like Joey Logano worked out for him pretty good last year in the cup series. So something very important there. Um, so, so I want to comment real quick on top fives. We have a, we're giving out a lot of top fives today, but a lot of big plus money top fives. Obviously, you're not going to hit all of these if you do. <laughs> oh, buddy. We're having a hell of a day on Monday, right? But likely you're not going to hit all of these, of course. But um, there's a lot of good value out there, a lot of good plus money value. You hit one of them, and you're going to cover all of them anyways. You're going to be happy. So there's really good value towards the top with Carson Hosvar at plus 110, a much safer top five bet. You can go a little bigger on that one. And then we've got some dart throws out there that we're going to keep giving out throughout the show that all these guys have a really good chance to get into the top five if their day goes correctly and cash bigger number bets for us. And again, if Crafton finishes in the top five and plus 500, that's better than hitting. What is it? The top one, two, three, the top. Yeah. The top three drivers to win the race. Like you're getting better odds for that than you are with Majeski Smith and Heim based on where their odds are at. So I think that's important to mention Rod. This would not be a truck series show if I didn't bring up, Mr. Corey Heim, of course I'm going to be on him this week. Another one that's kind of surprising, plus money odds. This one's for a top three for Corey Heim, plus 110. Like I was just mentioning, Majeski, Smith, and Heim, they are the, the three favorites in this race. So Heim should be up in that top three. You know how much I love Corey Heim. You know how much money he has made us this year. He did finish sixth place at Richmond, which is actually a pretty comparable track to this, uh, this Lucas Oil IRP track. But he had a strong car that day. 
just kind of it would kind of went and came and went in in shifts, right? He looked as get up to the lead, then he kind of fall back, got shuffled out at the end, ended up in six. But he has a top three in five of the last eight races. He's the best truck in the field every single week. He's the best driver in the field every single week. Corey Heim, top three plus one ten, easy easy bet for me to make. Yeah, I, again, that's another one that I. It's, the problem with the top three market for me was that really when it got down to it, it was Heim, it was Majeski, and then it was Zane Smith probably for those. And everybody else, I didn't necessarily feel all that comfortable with making a case for. Majeski minus two forty, like it's so. Yeah, it's so ridiculous how heavy his. I mean, maybe it's not because again, we both like him a lot this week, but ridiculous how high that is. And then even with like a Zane Smith, it's minus one twenty. So already at Heim, like the best driver in the best truck and you're getting him at plus money. So I think it's, it's a, it's a great deal. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll be completely honest with you guys too. And that I feel like the books were kind of steering us toward a narrative this week as well, because this is something we don't necessarily talk about and I won't waste a whole lot of time talking about it right now. Maybe we'll do it during the off season, but you notice that the books write a narrative for you and you either have to go with that narrative or figure out a way like we do to sort of build our own narrative around the books because they love right. to try to trap you into into telling their story of the of the race yeah yeah and it's much like f1 like we like to make the comparison right and these odds aren't that crazy but with max verstappen that well they have to build the narrative that way because that's what's going to happen but it's crafted that way and so you have to find a way to build your card around max likely winning and so this is a way to build your card around majeski winning sure if you want to bet majeski and we'll talk about that in a little bit three to one you can but what other ways can you get in so if he's going to take that first spot who can take those other top two spots? Who are going to be the other strong trucks? Who are guys we see be strong every single week? Corey Heim is the ultimate example of that. I think he's got one finish on the whole entire season, worse than 15th still, and we're all the way into the playoffs now. Uh, I mean, it, it's just it's crazy how good his season's been. He locked up the regular season championship in stage one last week after missing a race earlier in the season. So it's he's having a hell of a season, and I don't see that stopping. And they're going to ramp up the intensity. It's it's time, and if they can go get a win, or you know, even if it, I, I, you don't have to, have to win, obviously to cash this bet, just be in the top three. But if he goes out and gets a win here, a team like that's going to be trying because boom, now we can focus on that next stretch of three, which is really a stretch of two because Talladega is in there and anything can happen. So you're going to focus on those two races. They can start building their championship truck already, trying to get ahead of the ball game. So uh, yeah, a team like Corey Heim in in his Tricon garage team is going to show up they're going to finish in the top three at plus 110 i concur uh all right somebody that because like like i said earlier i got to the dock afterwards and everything was taken so i had to dig deeper so the guy i don't necessarily talk about very often and haven't really honestly paid too much attention to even though he's actually put together a pretty decent season he is in the playoffs that's matt de benedetto I'll take him as a top five stab as well. His number's at plus 450 over on Caesars. Not a lot of short track history for Matt DiBenedetto in this truck series. All in all, he's had seven starts on road courses, two top tens, one top five. So not necessarily all that fantastic uh, for a top five case. But he did finish 11th here last season on this track after starting 18th. There's some speed there. But this season in particular, 10th place at Bristol Dirt after starting 24th. Not bad for the guy hanging around, right? Martinsville, seventh place. He started fifth in that race, but still hung on for a seventh place finish. Not bad. North Wilkesboro started 15th, finished third in that race, which has kicked off 
uh, a trend of top 10 finishes that ended at Richmond. Unfortunately, we know that Richmond was not not uh, kind to a lot of folks. Uh, but De Benedetto started in 10th, finished 17th in that race. But, um, you know, races like Gateway, he was in 6th. Nashville, 7th. Mid-Ohio, 8th. Right? Charlotte, 8th. He, he's been in and around that top 5 better part of the last 5 or 6 weeks, including that short track at North Wilkesboro, where he did have a hell of a showing out there uh, to, to finish third. So I feel like, the, again, this is a playoff driver, right? This is a guy who needs to have big things happen for him. He, his team knows that they, I, I don't know if they luck their way in or if they, you know, just find consistency throughout the season to get in there. Uh, but they know that they're in trouble. They know they're on the bubble, so they have to do something, and they have to take swings. They're not as comfortable as the Himes and the Majeskis, right? They're not as comfortable as those guys and those teams, so they need to push the envelope this weekend. A top-five finish will go a long way into making them a little more comfortable, um, as would a win, but obviously, you know, if you can't get that, you're going to need stage points. You're going to need a top-five finish. You're going to need to do well, and Matt Benedetto has shown that he can do well and, and finish somewhere around the top five, if not in the top five yet. But again, at plus 450, I'd take that chance. Yeah, and he's a guy that we saw almost win a Cup Series race at Bristol a few years ago in the 96 car for Levine Family Racing. Like, it's, or 95, whatever the hell number that car was. Either way, not a good car. The team's no longer even in existence. Almost won the race. So he, he's the type of guy who can pop up on this type of track. Like you said, they might take a swing or, or make some type of, of crazy strategy call to try and get him up there because they want to score as many points as they can. Like I said, he's one of the two guys out of, you know, if the cut were to happen today, he's out of the playoffs for the round of eight. So they want to get him into that next round. Um, and so I do think, again, a lot of value on these longer shots for top five. So I like it. Next up for me, Ben Rhodes over Nick Sanchez, minus 110 rod. The biggest part of this for me is it's the playoffs now. Sanchez has had a great season. It's been a wonderful story. He's a rookie. He's into the round of eight if it starts today, right? He's the last guy on the you know in eighth place right now. But Ben Rhodes has made the championship for the last couple of years. He's a former champion. This is where he tightens up the belts. He shows up. We talked about it earlier on in the season. Things were struggling. They were trying to you know adapt to a new crew chief and some changes within the team. All of that. They figured their stuff out. Remember at Richmond a couple of weeks ago, he was a very, very fast truck. He was in second place to uh, his teammate Majeski, and maybe he ends up being the guy that wins that race if he doesn't have the commitment line violation during the green flag pit stops. That cost him. Ended up having a 12th place finish, so not a horrible day, but that's what really cost him that day. Uh, he finished second in this race last year at this track, so that also goes very well into, into his case. Um, and let's see, uh, he's just for Sanchez. It's not been bad for Sanchez at all. By any means, he's been having great runs, finished eighth place at Richmond most recently. And, and he's been having a lot of good stuff. Um, but for me, it comes down to which guy can I trust more, especially on a shorter track where Rhodes is shows up really well. We've seen the Thorsk be really fast on the short tracks. We just talked about Majeski and how ridiculous his odds are to finish in the top five in the top three. He's the, the favorite easily in this. You just got done making a case for Matt Crafton, his teammate. Uh, I think that this team, oh, by the way, this is the T-Sport 200 or whatever, right? It's sponsored by Thor Sport, literally. So their trucks are going to show up. Rhodes is going to be fast. We're going to be talking about Rhodes later on in this episode. 
but I expect him to finish over Nick Sanchez minus 110. This matchup's over at Superbook. Yeah, again, it's the Thor Sport 200. It's, it's like you gotta. It's it's almost like Toyota winning the Toyota Owners 400. You, you kinda, I hadn't even until Derek brought that up on the show. I hadn't even realized that that was what T Sport was. I'm exactly. Like, oh. It's like ooh, well, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. That, yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense. So, uh, yeah, definitely uh, some. You got to show up for that. You got to show up for your home track. Obviously, we'll talk more about that in a little bit as well. Uh, so I will set up my next one. This one's going to have you really looking down, maybe not even too far down the ticker, but obviously down the ticker from the top 10 that we're used to looking. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and there is a, uh, a matchup between William Sawalich and Lance Riggs. You talked about, uh, you know, the, both of these guys or Lane Riggs, rather not Lance Riggs, uh, Lane Riggs. Uh, but yeah, you talked about both of these guys at the outset being, uh, uh youngish drivers. Sawalich is 16. But that kid's been tearing it up in the Arkham Menard series. Dude's got one win and three top two finishes in the last three races that he's been at. Berlin, Elko, Mid-Ohio, uh, and Iowa. So three out of four of those are all short tracks, right? And he led uh, 154 laps in Iowa. He started on the pole, led 154 laps, finished second. In that race, uh, in Elko, he led 17 laps and finished second after starting on the pole. Berlin, he led three laps, but he won that race as well. Uh, so, again, he's been tearing it up in the Arkham Menard series. <clears throat> but, Rod, this is the truck series. Yes, it is. Uh, but he's made three starts in the truck series. Martinsville. Hey, what's Martinsville? It's a short track. Started 22nd, finished 9th, right? Mid-Ohio, that's the longer course. He uh, finished 27th in that one. Tough one for that. But Richmond, he started 3rd. Third, we remember thinking ourselves, wow, Sawalich, man, and held on for a 10th place finish. Not bad for a 16-year-old kid who, you know, like we talked about earlier, probably goes and, and he's going to have to take his algebra test after he finishes on Friday to, to race. So uh, a 10th place finish for him. So again, good showings all the way around. We're not even asking him to get inside the top 10 or get inside the top five. We just want him to finish better than Lane Riggs, who... To his NASCAR uh, Craftsman Truck Series credit, has two starts. One in Atlanta, where he started 23rd and finished 28th in the one truck that he's going to be, or he's not even in the one truck, he's in the seven truck. This was a Spire run that we saw Kyle Larson do well in before. I get that. But, again, driver talent goes a long way in this one as well. Nashville, he started 31st, finished 27th. So, not necessarily the greatest of showing for Lane Riggs and his only two truck series starts whereas Sawalich he's been able to come in and hang tough on some tough tracks right Martinsville no joke Richmond no joke either and uh and mid-Ohio I'll, I'll cut him some slack on that one because that one's kind of a that one's a, a long draw race one. was a disaster anyway. yeah that whole race sucked nads uh but yeah so you're gonna you're gonna get uh, uh Sawalich over Riggs at only minus 115 over on bet 365 so I think I think Sawalich could have a good 15th place or better finish Riggs could be 20, could be 17. This one's going to be one of those where it's it's close again, but I think Sawalich will come out on top of this. I think, honestly, I think that Sawalich will be in the top 10. I Before I found Rhodes over Sanchez over on Superbook, I had seen Sawalich over Sanchez mm -hmm. at plus 110 over on Caesars. That was the original bet I wrote down until I saw the Rhodes one. I liked that better, and so I switched it, but I love Sawalich. You made the case, the two short track starts he has, Good, solid finishes. This kid's uber talented. Again, one of those super young kids. He's in a Tricon truck, though. Guess who his teammate is? Corey Heim, who's, like I just said, the best truck, the best driver every week. And so 
He's in good equipment. And not that the Spire car is not good equipment as well, because it is, or it's truck, but it's not an every week truck. The one truck he has every week, it's the Rincast of Drivers, but at least the, the team and crew is out there every week. So, yeah, I do like this call out and uh, maybe even look at the Swalich over Sanchez one at plus money. I think that that's a good deal, too. Well, that's Next funny, up, too. Hold on. I'm sorry. Just before, just before you move it. on. Yeah. It, no, it's funny because you, you had actually said that, uh, uh, that that one truck, the the one start that Lane Riggs did make was in the one truck back in Atlanta, but that's Atlanta. So, was it? Yeah. <laughs> but, but Super Speedway, whatever. Exactly. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is funny. They've both been in that truck then. Okay, next up for me, Carson Hosovar going back to his well. I'm going to take him over Zane Smith Rod plus 110. And I know that I just made the case about veterans showing up for the playoffs. I'm going to go back on that a little bit here. Obviously, Zane Smith has finished first or second in the championship three years in a row. So maybe this is where they start to turn things back on. But it's been pretty rough for Zane Smith overall here lately. Now, when I say rough, he did finish third place at Richmond, so you got to give him that. But he was 34th at uh, Pocono. Before that, he did have a couple of second-place finishes, but a 20th, a 23rd, a 32nd. It's just been super inconsistent. When he shows up, if he shows up, he's a fast truck. He looks good. It's not been the Zane Smith we saw before, though, where he was dominating everything, leading all these laps, winning these races. When's the last time Zane Smith won, Rod? I Go back and look because I can't even remember. It's been a little while. Not too long, but it's been earlier on in the season since he's won. Carson Hosovar, I just said it earlier, four or five straight ovals. He's finished in the top four. Things have been going well for him. Six of the last seven races in the truck series, Carson Hosovar has finished ahead of Zane Smith. These guys are both potentially vying for Cup Series rides next year, looking to jump straight from the truck series to the Cup Series. Uh, and Hosovar has been on the top of his game. Zane Smith, not so much. Now his contract didn't get renewed to the front row. He's not going to jump straight into that 38 car like most people thought. What's going on there? He's going to have these off-the-field off distractions, so to say, right? Off-the-track distractions going on as he tries to figure out where's his ride going to be. Is Stuart Haas calling? Are they not? Is, is Wood Brothers, you know, is Penske calling for that Wood Brothers ride? What's going on? Where is he going to go? All these questions kind of up in the air could be distracting. And Hosovar, I think, has got that to a degree as well, but I think his is more of a, it's just naturally going to happen where Zane Smith is super expected because it's been building up for a while now. And, and just host of our six of the last seven, he's beat Smith head to head. Even when Smith has gotten some of these good finishes, I mean, three of the last four races, Zane Smith's actually been in the top three. So despite overall his, it being a downward trajectory, it, it's gotten a little better lately, but six of those seven, he's still been beaten by Carson Hosvar because Hosvar's won a couple of those races, had really good runs. I expect Hosovar to be in competition to win this one again. I don't expect Smith to be in competition to win this one. So give me Carson Hosovar over Zane Smith. Oh, yeah, Rod, all that. And it's at plus money, plus 110. Uh, I think that one's over on Caesars. I didn't write that down, but uh, I think that's where it was. I, I believe it was too, but yeah, listen, I'll make a case later because I, I feel like, uh, you know, there, there's some sort of value to be had in Zane Smith, but that's only because I got to the dock late. So I'll talk about him later, but you know how high we are on Carson Hosovar too. So I could definitely see uh, that happening. And of course, if the bet that we give out later hits, you're not going to care. So, um, all right. Mine is the winner of a group over on Caesars. That is group F. I'm going to take Tanner Gray. At plus 250, in fact, they're all plus 250 in this group, uh, that consists of Dean Thompson, Jack Wood, and Raja Karuth. Uh, uh, Tanner Gray 
is the the one that I'm going to choose here at plus this 250. This is the this is the group of flip a coin and see which one. They all have speed, but most of them don't finish races. Well, and that's the thing. That's why they're all plus 250. This is the book is telling you I don't know, pick one and it's a pick 'em. Uh which is fine cuz I will pick 'em. Uh in that we've seen obviously Tanner Gray do good things in the uh, the truck series this season altogether. He had one he had one race here, then that was the one last year. Obviously, we talked about they haven't been in there in a while, so he's only got one. Started 14th, finished 23rd. Not a very good uh, drive for him in that one. Uh, but for you know Tanner Gray, listen, we know that he can run in that top 15, top 10. Uh, we see him and his brother do it all all around. He's got three top fives this season, uh, five top tens. The last couple races have been eh, sort of not good for him. 16th at Richmond, 36th and 20th uh, at uh, Pocono in mid-Ohio. But um, he actually has had uh, semi-decent runs. In Martinsville, he actually finished 5th, which is a good finish for that. Uh, Bristol Dirt, he finished 8th, right? Darlington, not necessarily, but he finished 3rd at Darlington. A good finish there. Um, North Wilkesboro, 18th, uh, but a 31st place uh, uh, start for him. So he actually drove his way up through it. Neither, none of these other guys have got a start on this track, except for, well, no, I'm sorry, Dean Thompson does, but uh, Tanner finished ahead of Dean Thompson and Jack Wood in last season's race. It was uh, Tanner Gray, like we talked about, finished in 23rd, Jack Wood finished in 25th, Dean Thompson finished in 29th, Raja Karuth is the one that doesn't have a start on this track, uh, but you look at the seasons for the rest of these guys, right, uh, for Raja Karuth, he's only run Five races in the truck series so far. His average finish, 27th, right? He finished 21st at Fontana, 26th at Las Vegas, 26th at Dover. Oh, that's the Xfinity series. I'm sorry. Rod clicked the right uh, series. 16 races he has started, uh, but his average finish, still 21st. <laughs> not, not still any better. Uh, and you look at his short track uh, uh, outings at Bristol Dirt, 11th, eh, not bad, but 25th at Martinsville. 20, uh, 34th at Noakes, North Wilkesboro. He did get crashed out in that one as well. Uh, and 19th at Richmond. Just a, a, abysmal finishes for that. Now, Dean Thompson, we know that he can pop up and get a good finish, but he's got a finish. In 16 starts this season, eight DNFs. His average finish, 24.4. He's got three top 10s. Outstanding, right? He's got one at Pocono, but he did finish 25th uh, last week at Richmond. Uh, going back at Bristol, 12th at Bristol, uh, 21st at Martinsville, 35th at North Wilkesboro. Cody, I, I'm choking on these numbers because they're so bad. Jack Wood, uh, same difference. Seven starts for him in the uh, truck series. Not good finishes. 22nd is his average finish. 31st at Mid-Ohio, 30th at Nashville, 29th at Gateway. Uh, I mean, it's just not good for either any of these guys. So... I'm going to take the guy that's been the consistent finisher at the very least uh, in this group. And plus 250 is not bad. I mean, his average finish, uh, Tanner Gray, 16.1. He's only got two DNFs all season long. So um, I like this because I feel like this is going to be an easy one for you to cash. And at two and a half to one, that's going to be better than, you know, some of the other guys that were taking swings on. Yeah, absolutely. I like this one. Actually, I looked at this group pretty hard. Gray was going to be the driver I was going to take. I ended up not deciding not to take it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, all three of these, well, not so much Jack Wood. Thompson and Carruth show a lot of speed week in and week out. And Jack Wood's in that 51 for KBM, which you would think he should do something in it. But he doesn't generally do anything in it. So 
Uh, even Matt Mills was fast in it, to my surprise, a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, Tanner Gray, like you said, only two DNFs on the season. Like that is the key stat. Caruth will jump up and be fast. Thompson will jump up and be fast. They just are not quite in the spot where they're staying out of the chaos yet. They continue to get caught up in things. Now we're short track racing on a Friday night. Probably not going to go well for them. So yeah, I do trust Tanner Gray. I actually trust Tanner Gray so much, Rod. I'm going to take him for a top five plus 900. Wow. Nine to one for Tanner Gray to finish in the top five. Can he finish in the top five, Rod? Why, yes, he can. He's done it twice this season already. Um, he did it at Darlington where he finished in third. Martinsville, what is Martinsville, Rod? A short track. Finished in fifth there. He was eighth at Bristol Dirt. Um, and he's been inside the top five or top 10, rather, five times this season. So not a guy that typically runs up front every week. Of course not. That's why he's nine to one. But a guy that can run up front, a guy that can get it done. Also drives the Tricon garage truck. We just got done talking about Swalich. We just got done talking about Heim. He's in the same truck out of the same stable. We've seen his brother Taylor, who's also in that stable, pop up and have some good runs here and there. Tanner Gray is the type of guy who can get it done. Maybe he'll get you in the top five, cash this nine to one, and win that group for you, cash that as well. That would be a pretty solid day. Again, so much value on these long shots for top fives. You're almost, I, I would almost say it's better to sprinkle on some more of these than long shot winners just because there's a couple guys that are likely going to win this race, and we'll talk about those guys, but you've got a better shot at one of these guys lucking into a top five or putting themselves in position to score a top five. This also helps you if there is chaos, right? If there's a big wreck on a restart and, and a bunch of the leaders get taken out or there's weird pit stop cycles or mechanical issues, whatever may happen, tires go down or fall off, whatever it is, um, these these long shots, I think, open that up. I'm going to give out one other t long shot top five just because, again, so good I couldn't pass up on them. Jake Garcia, top five plus 750. Rod, at Richmond last race out in the truck series on a track that's very similar, Garcia finished in fourth, and he's plus 750. I rest my case. I mean, what else do you, what else should I say about it? I mean, he's got six top tens on the season, so he's been running, he's been running up front and showing some speed. Fourth place in the last race at a comparable track. He can do it, and he's seven plus 750 to do it again. Is it going to happen two races in a row? Maybe not, but what if it does? Plus 750. More than worth it. Uh, love Garcia to finish in the top five. And really, honestly, this is a short race, too. I mean, these truck races are short. A lot happens in a short period of time. And obviously, we've seen that all hell breaks loose uh, at any moment. And in fact, last season, this race did go into overtime. They ran seven extra laps. Uh, that was scheduled for 200. They, they ran 207, right? Because uh, with 149 to go, they had a pretty decent wreck. And then at one lap 192, they had another wreck. So they had to throw some caution laps around there. Then at lap 200, another accident. So, I mean, again, we're, we could get a lot of craziness that shifts up the, the top five of the race. And, you know, it, it could give you something good to, to cheer for toward the end of this race. So I like it. I like it a lot. Um, all right. Well, Cody, my next bet, surprise, surprise, is a winning car number bet or winning truck number bet, as it were. I know Caesars always loves to say the winning car number, but it's trucks, Caesars. Um, and they're giving me the spectrum between 20 and 49 at minus 120. 
I say that this is probably the better value of it because obviously if you're going to hit somebody above 49, it's going to be a pretty decent price for that person by itself. So you might as well just bet the person by themselves because once you get above uh, uh, the, the 49 number, really the only thing that's left is Crafton, Majeski, and Rhodes that you could really make a case for, right? Those three drivers above 88, 98, 99. Uh, I mean, you could probably say Stuart Friesen's name, but I'm not necessarily feeling that one. Uh, so, again, between 20 and 49, you get Grant Enfinger. You get Matt Benedetto, who we just talked about, could possibly do it. I don't think it, it'll happen, but you get it. Just in case, if you don't put it out right on Matt Benedetto, you get him if he ends up winning. Obviously, you get Zane Smith, right? Oof, that's, a, that's a good one to have uh, in that span. You get Shane Van Ginsburg. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say about that. You get Carson Hosevar, uh in that one as well. So you got three, at least three or four really solid contenders for a win, all at minus 120. It's, it seems like a really good deal if you don't want to chunk out, you know, four or five different uh, uh, outrights on this one. If you just want to kind of take a safer bet out of it. Now, granted, like I said, Cody and I are going to talk about a guy that we fully believe, and that is above this, this cut line. But, again... If you really want to hedge a little bit and, and put some money down on this band, you have a great opportunity with the drivers that are in there, all of them capable of winning a race, all of them in the playoffs at this point too, um, except for, you know, the, the one that we're not going to talk about. Obviously not in the playoffs, but if he uh, pops up a win, driver. then, you know, whatever. But, yeah. So, 20 to 49, the winning truck number, minus 120 over on Caesars. I'll take that. Yeah, I just this is like you said, it's the biggest group of of guys that really have a good shot to win this race. So uh, I do think if you know if you want to fade Majeski a little bit, if you want to fade Heim a little bit, this this is probably the area you would want to get in as far as winning car numbers. So uh, can't argue with it too much. Although I do think it is going to be a different car number that wins oh, this. One hundred percent. Again, 100%. a good way to hedge off of it too. And and again, if you hit the outright winner anyways, then it's probably not going to matter too much if, if you miss on this one. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm looking up. I'm, I didn't write down the other sides of the bets because I, I just knew the one I wanted to give you. So the, the bands are 20 to 49 at minus 120, 50 plus at plus 185, which is great. I mean, like I said, it gives you three, it gives you three chances like. at that. But I'm telling you right now, I, I, I will, are you Say, counting out Connor Jones? What's I'm, wrong I'm counting that? out Connor Jones. 10 to, 10 to 19 is plus 210, and 0 to 9 is plus 600. So, I mean, you know, plus plus 185 for 50 plus is great um, to double up on it as well. But I'm telling you, if you want to hedge, 20 to 49 is a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, not not too much argument. You're the you're the numbers. I like that they uh, they were talking about, Derek and Phil were talking about you being the, the numbers goat over on that show so uh obviously i know they're both big listeners of course but always good to hear the the references from our show over there yes indeed and i'm sure they love it when we reference theirs as well it's a it's a giant pat on the back circle for all of us and look at <laughs> hey we for as much as all of us put work into this whole like space i i feel like we all need to just pat each other on the back because yeah, there's a lot of folks grinding out there yeah absolutely a lot of folks grinding and nobody works harder than Derek does and phil does i mean Phil again is like the original guy in this space. Like full tank with Phil was here before anybody else was here. There's a lot of us now, but it was Phil first. Derek, the work he's doing over there with the NASCAR betting preview show, and all the different arms he's got going off of that. 
It's all great work. And like you mentioned on the show, I mean, we're kind of the two shows that really cover the truck series in depth. You might get a mention here or there, some plays on some other spots, but we've got an episode dedicated to it. They've got an episode dedicated to it. I love the three of you were able to get on together before the season is over. It will be a panel of four at some point, and we're all going to have a good time and, and cash a lot of money in one race. But uh, yeah, love those guys over there. Well, when we do when we do the four, we'll do it here, we'll do it live, and we'll have a good time with it. So uh, I guarantee you, by the end of the season, we'll, we'll have that happen. We'll we'll knock down doors and and uh, you know shake babies. Wait, no, that's kiss baby. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna give winners. These guys don't shake babies. We'll introduce you to a show that we love on the network. We'll give you winners right after. I'm going to have to issue a formal apology. I don't know. Whatever. We'll see you afterwards. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning. Give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. All right. Well, uh, do you want me to go first, seeing as though you've got your three and we both agree on one of them anyways? I, I think yes. I think I'll just go give, first. Give out yours first. With my one lowly little outright winner pick. Uh and and look, I'm I'm picking Zane Smith to win this race. He's at four and a half to one. He's one of the favorites, obviously, to win this race because he's Zane Smith. In fact, uh he's four fifty on Superbook. On Caesars, he's plus three fifty to win this race. So the reason why I went with Zane Smith on this one, even though it may seem kind of chalky, is that on Superbook you're still getting a fantastic number for him to win this race. I want to make sure it's still at that. Yeah, it's still at plus 450. So if you have access to Superbook, go grab it. That's that's 100 points more for Zane Smith to win this race. Now, again, Cody and I are going to talk about one guy in particular that we think both is going to win this race uh, at a much lower number. But Zane Smith, we know that you know he turns it on when he turns it on. Last season on this race, he finished third. Uh, so a, a good, solid third-place finish for Zane Smith course we knew that uh you know as he entered the playoffs last year he was starting to pick up steam so uh but not necessarily so much this season he hasn't picked up steam so much as he kind of let it off for a little bit um but he's he's kind of peaking at the right moment now nashville second mid ohio second bad showing a pocono where he crashed out but third place at richmond uh talk about what he's done so far this season bristol dirty started on the pole unfortunately Finished 21st in that race. Martinsville started in the pole, but he did finish third in that race. Uh, right North Wilkesboro, really bad race for him. 32nd in that one. So uh, it has been sort of one of those seasons for Zane Smith where you're just kind of like, Meh. I mean, do you really want to bet on him as an outright? But those are the kind of races where Zane Smith will pop his head out and actually give you a win on this. He's going to remind people that he is still one of the best drivers in this field, and this is a good enough track to do it. Like I said, a third-place finish for him last time. If anybody is going to beat the guy that we're, we think is going to win this race, I feel like it's going to be Zane Smith. I know there's a couple other guys out there that can make a case for it, but I feel like this is either between the guy that we're going to talk about in a second or Zane Smith, and, and really, 
you know, I know I made a case for for uh, another driver last week or uh, last night on the on Derek's show. Uh, but again, I think his price was right, and and Cody's going to cover him anyways. And his price is even better than when I talked about him uh, last night. So I like that as well. But yeah, Zane Smith four and a half to one on Superbook. Really, the number is what drove me to him, and the fact that you know he is still one of the better drivers in the field. So I'll take him. <sighs> I'm out on Zane Smith right now, Rod. I just I can't do it. It's been 13 races since Zane Smith last won at Coda. I know that's a long time, especially in the truck series where they only race every couple of weeks for the most part. That was March 25th, the last time Zane Smith was in victory lane. I get it, 13 races, not that long. And he's he's got two wins this season, yes, but it's been a long time since Zane Smith has been in victory lane. I, I don't see it. Uh, again, it's crazy because he's got a couple of good finishes here lately, but they've just been like, he kind of Kevin Harvick's his way into a good finish and kind of shows up at the end. And oh, look, there's Zane Smith. He got a good finish, but he's been having bad starts. He's not been running well early in races. He's not been fast. He's not been leading laps. I don't know. I'm just I'm just out on him right now. So uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a Zane Smith week, but I could be wrong. It happens every once in a while. The guy that we agree on, uh, much like over in the Xfinity series, we're taking the chalk this week. We're going with the favorite, Ty Majeski. It's his week, Rod, plus 330 over on DraftKings. Best price I'm seeing out there right now. He's just, he should have won at Richmond. I mean, he was lights out the fastest truck in the field for whatever stupid reason the crew chief decided to not pit when everybody else pitted. It cost him, obviously, a couple laps to go. Host of our random down, which was great for us. And going into that race, I had talked about it, right? He's going to choke it away. And he did. And then we knew it was going to happen, right? He got the speeding penalty. He got sent to the back. And then they made the bad call. And it just all comes together. But, it's time to to ramp things up now. We're in the playoffs. Let's get serious. They're on the Thor Sport team. He is prohibitive favorite to finish in the top three. We mentioned the numbers earlier. Top five, even more ridiculous. Like the books expect him to be good. I expect him to be good. I think they're going to get it together. He's not going to choke it away this week. We'll see. There's still a chance out there because he's done it. He has won before, though. He got a couple of wins last year in the playoffs. Um, ran really well in the playoffs. He led 168 laps at Richmond last week. Again, easily the fastest truck out there with no question. I mean, even when he got sent to the back, he just drove through the field like none other. It was insane how fast he was. Um, North Wilkesboro, another short track they went to earlier this season, finished the second place to Kyle Larson. Not a bad guy to finish behind. Um, he was fourth at Martinsville. Again, that was a rain-shortened race, but running up front there in, all day and, and finished up there. He was second at Bristol Dirt. Yes, it was on dirt, but Still a similar-ish track, right? Uh, he's got seven top five finishes this year. You go back to last year, he won Bristol on the pavement in the fall. Sort of compare. It's a little more banked and bigger, but sort of comparable here. He was eighth in this race last year, but he led 71 laps here. Had that truck out front a lot. These Thor Sport trucks are fast. They're sponsoring the race. Majeski let it slip away last week. He's not going to let it slip away this week. Plus 330 to win over on DraftKings, just in case he does let it slip away. Of course, we have the insurance bets, Rod. Found two other guys that I really, really love this week. Carson Hosovar, he's the other guy you referenced, was plus 600. Caesar's offering a boost, though, to get him to plus 700, so I like it even more. I made the case for him earlier already, right? He's just, he's been getting really good finishes. Five oval races in a row inside the top four. He's won two of those races. Won us the race last week, at, or two weeks ago at Richmond cash the 10 to one for us 
You're still getting them at seven to one. This is the perfect insurance play. And Ben Rhodes Rod, 18 to one. I think we had him 25 to one at Richmond. Got a glimpse of this could actually cash. He ran up front uh, majority of the day. He looked really good. I mentioned it. He finished second here last year at this track. It's playoff time. He's a champ, former champion of this series. Um, it's just if he wouldn't have had that commitment penalty last week, we wouldn't get this type of number on him this week. So I'm almost glad that it did happen because it made him forget how oh, he finished 12th, whatever. We don't, but he is going to be in the mix. He's going to be fast. When Majeski's been fast, Rhodes has been the other guy that's been right there with him out of that Thor Sport camp. Um, and so I think that at 18 to 1, just way too much uh, value to leave that out there on the board. So again, I do think it's Ty Majeski week. I really expect him to fully just dominate this race. He's basically going to be locked into my DFS lineups no matter where he starts. I think he's going to be the fastest truck. And unless he shoots himself in the foot, which we know he can do because he's done it a lot and we've made a lot of money fading him this year and we've taken him in multiple head-to-heads against it uh, because he has that problem. I think they get it figured out this week, though. I think he gets it done uh, this week at IRP at plus 330. And, of course, Hosovar and Rhodes insurance plays at 7-1 and 18-1. I think those are really good prices for guys that could easily be the dominant trucks and win this race. Again, I, I agree with you on Majeski. I really do. That's the one truck that I'm really pretty much all in on as well for an all uh, outright win. But again, my insurance is Zane Smith, which is, uh, you know, I, I know we disagree on that one, but um, I know he's going to be running around the front. So if, if anything happens, uh, he can pop his head in there and win. So, uh, all right. Well, I think that just about does it for the bets. Why don't everybody start reaching for their pen and paper? I will go over the bets for you for this T-Sport 200 from the uh, Lucas Oil Raceway Park, Indianapolis, whatever, uh, th that place. Uh, so, Cody started you out with Carson Hosevar as a top five truck at plus 110 over on Caesars. I said Matt Crafton would find his way to the top five at five to one over on Caesars. Cody said that Corey Heim would be a top three truck at plus 110. And I said Matty D would be a good top five truck candidate at four and a half to one over on Caesars. Cody said that Ben Rhodes would finish better than Nick Sanchez at minus 110 over on Superbook. I gave you one William Sawalich over Lane Riggs at minus 115 over on Bet365. And then Cody gave you Carson Hosevar over Zane Smith at plus 110. I gave you Tanner Gray to win the following group F. That's not the grade of the group. That's just the number of the group. At plus 250 uh, over Dean Thompson, Jack Wood, and Raja Karuth. And then uh, Cody gave you Jake Garcia as a top five truck at seven and a half to one. Tanner Gray is a top five truck at nine to one. I said that if you would like to try to, you know, hedge a little bit on the winning truck number, take the 20 to 49 band at minus 120 on Caesars. And I guess if you really want to split it up, you can also take the 51 plus at plus 185 if you like that number better. Uh, I won't hate you for it. Uh, and then Cody, well, I gave you Zane Smith at four and a half to one on Superbook to uh, win this race. If Ty Majeski, who we both gave out at plus 330, which Cody gave it in the dock, on DK, Hosevar at seven to one as his insurance with a Caesars boost, and Rhodes at eighteen to one straight up to win this race. That is a lot of truck goodness, Cody. You know it's crazy to me to think that once upon a time, all we did was give out like one or two picks from every series on our show. Yeah, I mean 
just the evolution of, first of all, we only did Cup Series when we first started, then adding, oh, we'll toss out one Xfinity, one truck, or whatever it was. Even earlier this season, we were struggling to fill a dock, and it was like, let's cut a box off. We'll just go short on bets. Now I'm cramming in extra stuff into boxes. Like They're giving us better stuff. We've talked about it multiple times this season. Like Where have the offerings been? We got top 10s for Xfinity for the first time ever. Go back and listen to that. Let's add trucks in there now. Come on. We only got seven races left. Give it to us for the last six. Uh, no, I'm excited. Again, some weeks it's it's a really a struggle on the trucks to to find any value out there, and not a problem this week. Like I had more bets than I could even fit in here, uh, which has actually been a theme this week for all the all the races. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm excited. Trucks on Friday night, Rod. That is the best time for trucks to be. It's going to be a great racing under the lights. Uh, and it's the start of the playoffs. Like the intensity is cranked all the way up. That's all they're going to be talking about. I am here for it. I can't wait. And uh, I will take the over on SVG and how many times they go. Oh, there goes one spin, and it's uh, the 41 truck of Shane Van Ginsenbergen or whatever the hell his name is. Well, Phil <laughs> set that at two and a half. So, uh, yeah, if you hear it oh, three times. Smash the over. I would have taken over at five, but uh, give me the over at two and a half, too. Uh, well, it will definitely be a fun one. So let's get this episode out so everybody has time to set their cards, Cody. As we do, remind everybody where they can find you on social media. Yep. Follow me on X at Husker underscore Zeeb. You can find all my work over there. Bunch of stuff out for sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Bunch of NFL stuff over there. Got some fantasy football stuff for last word on sports as well. Give that a check out. Read it. Click on it. Read it. All that fun stuff. Uh, and then, yeah, join us on the F1 Gambling Podcast. Uh, IndyCar is in action this week again. We got odds. We're about to go record that show right now, actually. So should be out by the time you're done listening to this one as well. Uh, and yeah, they're going to be right there with uh, with Xfinity Series and the Cup Series at the uh, Indianapolis Road Course. So everybody's in the Indianapolis area this weekend. Going to be a lot of f- fun. Excuse me. Uh, let's go cash some bets, Rob. Let's go cash some bets. It's going to be a giant party out there. I wish we would have been there for that one. That would have been a fun one to join. But uh, maybe we'll we'll plan a company trip next season as well. Uh, all yeah, right. You get, oh, you get all three series in the area. You get the short track Friday night part. You get the Indy car in there. Whew, I like it. I do too. Um, all right. I'll give you my X. Follow me at RJ Gomez. There's a link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it is in between media, the back road uh, going on. Seth and Elliot, check them out. Of course, check out Fast Money on For Frequency Sake. Go back, listen to the uh, betting preview show that Derek put out with me, Phil, and Derek uh, having some fun. Cody will be on there later on uh, as well. well. We'll make a nice little foursome out of it. So, All right, go fill out your cards. I'm telling you, the race is tomorrow night. You got you got to do it real quick. Wait, I'm, am I keeping you? I'm sorry. Never mind. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow for DFS. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride. Oh.